Welcome to Grow With Us, a podcast that explores the excellence found in the Oakland Unified School District. I'm your host, Killian Betlock, longtime middle school principal in OUSD and current executive director of enrollment. And we're here for real talk about Oakland Unified and the programs and people that make a difference in the lives of young folks every day. There's so much that makes OUSD a special place, and we're going to tell you all about it. We're telling real stories of the Oakland classrooms and hallways. This isn't a press release. This isn't the party line. If anything, we're creating Samistad, hand-curated underground stories of the hard work and creative thinking that makes Oakland Unified such a remarkable place of learning. If you're a parent who wants to know more about our school district, this is the place for you. If you're the public school equivalent of a foodie, this is the place for you. If you've ever tuned into a board meeting and wish there were fewer countdown clocks and more thick and meaty discourse, this is the place for you. Here at Grow With Us, you'll find acronym-free, content-rich storytelling about the things that matter to Oakland. We hope you'll join us. In 1998, Californians voted 61% to 39% to pass Proposition 227. This bill effectively gutted bilingual education in California, and it severely undermined achievement for English learners across the state. Only two of California's 58 counties voted no on this largely anti-immigrant, racist proposition. Which two? Congrats. San Francisco and Alameda counties were on the right side of history on this one. Fast forward 18 years. California voters came to their senses and passed Proposition 58, which repealed 227, paving the way for the reinstatement of bilingual education, an expansion of educational equity for recent immigrant students, and the growth in dual-language programs in places like Oakland. The Oakland Unified School District currently operates eight dual-language immersion programs, six at elementary campuses, and two in TK-8 settings. In these dual-language programs, students learn both English and Spanish and build literacy and math skills in both languages. This is more than just learning the days of the week or singing songs about world capitals and the weather. We're talking about authentic literacy skills that build towards achieving the California seal of biliteracy. Across Oakland, demand for our dual language programs is growing at a rapid pace, fueled by both native Spanish speakers and native English speakers. Many schools have long wait lists during enrollment season. So what do these programs do? How do they work? Why are so many families tripping over themselves to get their children enrolled in these particular schools and programs? Today, we talked to Nicole Knight, the executive director of the English Language Learner and Multilingual Achievement Office, to get an inside look at the design and purpose of dual language programs in OUSD. All right. Welcome to Grow With Us, the podcast. Tell us like a little bit about just kind of your, your journey in, in OUSD. My name is Nicole Knight. I'm the executive director of the English Language Learner Multilingual Achievement Office, otherwise known as ELMA. Um, and I also want to add that I'm the mama to two bilingual teenagers, one who just graduated from Oakland Tech with the seal of biliteracy. Awesome. Congratulations. Proud mama moment. Yeah, for sure. So I'm entering in my 25th year. Boom. Yeah. Um, I basically have grown up my whole adult life in OUSD. OUSD raised me. I started as a teacher at Hawthorne back in the day, so that ages me right there. <laughs> and then I was a founding teacher of ICS, International Community School, 
then moved on to be a teacher at UPA and uh, then went to central office as a literacy specialist and then was the founding executive director of the Alma office about 10 years ago. That's amazing. 25 years. 25. If you were a Baltimore cop, you would be retired. <laughs> but instead, you have many years left. Um, so one of the things we try to do here is have a commitment to uh, eliminate acronyms. So this is going to be a challenge, Ooh, but I, would, okay. I, I know it's a lot. See if you can, you know, kind of meet that challenge in this. So just kind of kicking it like what what is the English language learner and multilingual achievement office and what are some of the main areas of its work? So in a nutshell, we are responsible for making sure our English language learners uh, get what they need to thrive in school. Specifically, we provide guidance professional development and resources to schools so that all educators are equipped to support our multilingual learners throughout their educational journey. And that includes building programs that honor, affirm, and sustain the languages that students bring. Could be anything as simple as providing space for students to share their own languages with their peers, to creating multilingual programs where students have the opportunity to build on their home language and learn a new one. And so one of the programs and specific types of programs that we're talking about today are our dual language programs, right, which, you know, really connect to a lot of the goals that you just said. And so let's talk a little bit about those and really dive into those dual language programs. So you can just kind of describe them for us and, and maybe share some of the goals um, uh, that the programs have. Great. Yeah. So dual language programs are bilingual programs. And in these uh, programs, students are learning literacy and content in two languages. So in OUSD, all of our dual language programs currently are taught in Spanish and English, although one day we hope to add other language options. Um, and so what that means in programming is that students aren't just learning Spanish as a separate language class or in a, a separate language class. They're learning math in Spanish. They're learning science in Spanish. And in that way, language learning is always meaningful and contextualized. So the um, dual language programs have three main goals, and we like to call it our ABCs. So our A is for academic achievement in two languages, right? Uh, we want our students to be able to, uh, to perform at or above grade level um, in all of their content areas and to demonstrate that learning in both English and, in this case, Spanish. Our B is for biliteracy. We want students to be able to read, write, listen, and speak proficiently and fluently in both languages. And our C is for cross-cultural competence. We want our students to have the skills and humility to form friendships with, learn from, and advocate for people from different backgrounds. Right on. I like it. The ABCs of dual language. That's right. Um, and so I think even in as, as folks are maybe hearing this, like there's already kind of a, a real clear maybe distinction from some of the old school bilingual approaches in the past. But maybe just speak to that a little bit. Like how are how are dual lingual, dual language programs as we're doing them now different from those bilingual programs of of yesteryear? So I'll call out two main differences. One is that the bilingual programs in the past in Oakland. Uh, tended to be primarily focused on teaching students to read in their home language and then transition to 100% English instruction as soon as possible. Uh, these programs are also known as early exit or transitional bilingual programs. So you may have heard those terms before. 
What's important to note is that the goal of these programs is not bilingualism. Actually, it's English. It's English literacy and using the home language to bridge to English. The second big difference is that the bilingual programs of yesteryear <laughs> were usually only for students who speak that home language. So Spanish bilingual programs were only for students who speak Spanish at home. And our dual language programs are for all students of all language backgrounds. Yeah, I think that's a really important distinction, right? That 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 we were they were called bilingual, but really it was like bridge to English as fast as possible. That's right. And if you weren't and if you were seeking to learn uh, a language other than English, that was not really accessible to you in those kind of old models. That's right. And uh, and what's interesting is that many families um, don't realize that these programs don't have a goal of bilingualism. And so they're surprised to hear of like, oh, this uh, early exit program isn't uh, about biliteracy and bilingualism. I want that other program mm-hmm. that's about bilingualism mm-hmm. and biliteracy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a it is an important distinction. Yeah, for sure. So. The district, uh, Oakland Unified, we run eight dual language programs. We should probably name them. Do you want to name them? Ooh, this is a test. You got it. Okay. You got it. I'm, I feel like I always miss one, but I'm going to try. <laughs> okay. Bridges, which is our newest. ICS, Esperanza. Oh, you know acronyms. I was. I was about Bridges, to interrupt you. <laughs> International Community School, a.k.a. ICS. Global, Esperanza, Greenleaf, MLA, or Melrose Leadership Academy, Manzanita Seed, and here we go. I'm always, oh, is it? Lockwood Steam Academy. Lockwood Steam Academy, which is us, uh, our only school for elementary that has both a dual language uh, pathway or cohort and an English only. So there is both types of programs at Lockwood. Right on. So those eight programs have obviously some of the core similarities that you've been talking about and some differences. So maybe can you speak a little bit about just how um, how maybe a program or a dual language program might look different at a given at a different school? Yeah. In Oakland, we love to do everything. And so we actually have every type of dual language po- uh, program model possible in Oakland Unified. So first, you may hear dual language programs described as 50-50 or 90-10. And that refers to the percent of of each language, of instruction in each language. So in 50-50 programs, 50% of instruction is taught in English and 50% is taught in Spanish beginning in kindergarten or TK Mm -hmm. all the way through fifth grade. So you're always going to have half English, half Spanish, the entire school uh, career. Uh, across those grades. In 90-10 models, kindergarten begins with 90% instruction in Spanish the majority of the day and only 10% of instruction in English. As students move up the grades, the amount of instruction in, sp- in Spanish is decreased by 10% and the amount of English is increased by 10% so that by fourth or fifth grade, they reach a 50-50 balance. In OUSD, two, the two, two of our schools have 90-10 models, and both of these go through eighth grade. So they start with majority Spanish, and they slowly move increasing amount of English until they're um, half and half. And then they'll have uh, usually fifth grade and all of middle school, um, in which half of their instruction is in English and half in Spanish. And those programs are at Greenleaf and Melrose. That's correct. And the remaining uh, six schools are 50-50 models. Okay, so we have... 
50, the percentage of time that's the percentage of instruction that's in English versus Spanish. Are there any other, you know, structural differences between those eight programs? Yeah, there sure are. So we have, uh, as we say, the 50, 50, 90, 10. You'll also hear the terms one way and two way dual language programs, which we also have in OUSD. One-way programs serve students who are primarily native Spanish speakers. So it's one way because the majority of students come from the same or similar language background, and they're all learning Spanish and English together. In two-way programs, students come from both English and Spanish language backgrounds. We currently have two schools that are officially two-way programs, and those are Manzita Seed and Melrose Leadership Academy. But we have many other schools that are working towards serving a more integrated student population. In two-way programs, we actually have an enrollment policy to ensure that about half of students who enroll are proficient in Spanish and the other half are not. And so in this way, everyone is learning a new language. English speakers are learning Spanish and Spanish speakers are learning English. It's a beautiful model because all languages and cultures are valued and students learn from each other. Right on. Yeah, and so you know, again, if if I'm a if I'm a family member, or I'm a parent, I'm looking at my different choices of schools, and I see these different things: two way, one way, fifty fifty, ninety ten. What are some of the considerations that I might want to might want to hold or or really kind of center when I'm thinking about choosing one of these programs for my child? Great. Yeah. So the what the research says is that ninety ten models are the most effective. Hmm. And, um, and so that's why we have a couple of those. Uh, it is a hard um, model to enter into if mm-hmm. you are not a Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. Imagine your four or five year old um, you know, enters into school and most of the day they're experiencing instruction in a language that is not their own that they don't understand, mm-hmm. much as how our English language learners experience school for the first time. Right, right. right? And so there's a lot of support you know, certainly those students aren't alone in that experience. Um, and and so we've had a lot of success with them. But it does take some perseverance on the part of the student and the child, right? And so that's one um, consideration if um, uh, knowing that that's a strong uh, model based on research. Um, it, it is a model in which your, your child's going to need a lot of support and encouragement to continue even when they may feel frustrated or confused. Let's take a quick break and hear from some Oakland students and families. Why should a new student choose Prescott? It's a good space where you can play, learn, and be a child. You should come to Prescott because we have a good principal, we have an after-school program, if your parents got work, and also we have nice teachers. Prescott is creative, it's really entertaining, and if you come here, it's just going to have new things every week. I think you should choose Prescott because they have really good teachers, and um, you can get a really good education, it's really fun, they have big yards, and yeah, it's really good. I would choose Prescott because of the community too, it's very family oriented, the teachers are very involved with the students, they really like meet your student where they're at and they help them progress, and I really love that about the teachers and staff here. So in terms of 50-50, there are also some advantages. Um, In in 50-50 models, students are learning 
as young five-year-olds, they're learning to read and write in two languages. And so if you're concerned that your, your child has literacy experiences in their home language, whether that's English or Spanish, they're going to get that experience immediately in a 50-50 program. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a 90-10, they'll first learn to read in Spanish mm-hmm. and then um, add English in the later grades in first or second grade. Right on. Yeah, let's dig into that because I think that there's a perception sometimes that, you know, if I'm doing these two things at once, right, I'm doing these two languages, then I'm not doing either one well, right? Um, And so talk a little bit about what we've seen the data show on student outcomes and and how kids um, are performing when they have this as their instructional experience. Yeah, our brains are amazing <laughs> and kids are amazing. They're just, they're, they're sponges. What they're capable of is so much more beyond what most of us know and understand. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of fear. I remember being fearful putting my children into bilingual schools. Are they going to get their, they're going to get their letters confused. They're mm-hmm. going to get their sounds confused. And sure, there is some confusion in the beginning, but that's natural and it gets sorted out. One factor that's interesting for those new to uh, Spanish as language or who, who have never learned to read in Spanish themselves is it's an it's actually an easier, much, much easier language to learn to read in. Mm. And even for English native speakers mm-hmm. and, of course, for Spanish native speakers, uh, when Spanish reading instruction is done well, students learn to read really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And then those reading skills can transfer over to English. Mm -hmm. And so um, in terms of um, outcomes, there's actually a large and growing body of research that shows time and time again, we've seen this in the research, we also see it in our own um, Oakland data, that dual language programs are the only language program that completely closes the achievement gap between Mm -hmm. English language learners and English only students. Uh, We also know when we look at our Oakland data that our Arabic-speaking students, our students from Guatemala who speak the indigenous Mayan mum language, Mm -hmm. perform better in dual language schools than in English ones, even though these students are learning English and Spanish as their second and third language, right? It's wild. And there's a smaller but also growing body of research that shows that African-American students also outperform their peers in dual language programs. And we're talking about measures on standardized tests in English, mm. right? So knowing that these students are also building language skills mm-hmm. in Spanish, we're not even talking about that. We're, uh, we're the, the research um uh, the, the body of research we're referring to is showing that students are outperforming their peers in English standardized tests when they're in these bilingual dual language programs. When we ask the students what is important to them about being bilingual, almost universally they talk about friendships mm. and the ability to communicate with more people, to be able to form friendships with people different from themselves. For our students who are continuing to learn their home language, the value of connection to their family, to be able to fully communicate with their grandparents, you know, with perhaps family back in their home country is uh, just invaluable and immeasurable. That's really great. And I think it's it's just, it's also really exciting to think about, um, you know, 
what a what a kind of a journey that represents from a, a place in our recent state history where we were outlawing bilingual right. education, where we were labeling it bad and something that, you know, wasn't going to be part of our values or part of our public school to kind of shifting over in this way uh, with with not only uh, honoring that, but providing this this recognition that that carries so much weight. That's right. And we begin that work in preschool. We mm. have a program called the Bioliteracy Pathway Awards that we give in pre-K, kindergarten, third grade, fifth grade, and eighth grade. And those are for students who are demonstrating emerging bilingualism and biliteracy to say, look, you're on the road to one day earning the seal of Mm. biliteracy. And this year, for the first time, we started that program in preschool. And students can demonstrate bilingualism by singing a song in two languages (laughs) or um, reciting the alphabet. And Yes, it's nice to have the award, but what we're doing is communicating to students and families from the very beginning of their school career in OUSD that what you bring is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's valuable. It's it's um, it's something worth being proud of, not being uh, certainly ashamed of. Right. So, yeah, I'm very excited to be a part of this um, uh, change of paradigm. Right on. So we've been talking about the two-way dual immersion and the one-way and wanting to grow more programs that have, and I think you really spoke to its power of like, of like both languages are, are, are equivalently situated, that there's students that sometimes they're in their dominant language and sometimes they're in a, an emergent language. So what would it take to grow more uh, two-way dual immersion students or programs and attract more English dominant students? Yeah, so we need to do two things. One, we need to um, better communicate, which we're starting now with this podcast. Yes. Killian. Yes. Um, And so we want to make sure that our families know that, yes, dual language programs are for our Spanish-speaking families and students, but they're they're for everyone. They're for all. We want to welcome all students, um, and we want them to know that these are schools for you, and these are schools that will welcome you, um, that will work to support your students to thrive. And that is the second thing, is to make sure that our schools are welcoming and inclusive uh, to students from all language and racial backgrounds. That means that um, in, in schools, we need to see that languages are valued equally, represented in the classroom, in the hallways, in assemblies, in meetings, reflected in staff. And it means that all educational and family spaces are safe and affirming and responsive. And it means that the instructional program centers the needs of our Spanish language learners as well as our English language learners Mm -hmm. to make sure they're getting uh, both the language development in their new language and the literacy support in their home language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's this there's a thing that comes up with with families sometimes where if we're an English dominant home where maybe there aren't bilingual skills the thought of of having a, a child enroll in a program where they're in, receiving instruction that you can't support with or that you don't understand it can be really disconcerting or challenging or or just like oh i don't know what would what would you say to those families that have those those concerns you can absolutely support your child at home and the first thing is to do what you would do anyway hmm. discuss with your child ask them questions about school read to them, have them read to you in your home language, in the language that's natural um, to you. And again, our our children are just amazing. Their brains are just like all super powerful. These skills can transfer. Mm-hmm. If students learn how to ling- learn how to read in their home language 
whether that's English or Spanish or Arabic, it will transfer to the language of instruction in the classroom. So build those skills in the language that you share. That's such an important bonding um, family experience mm -hmm, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and then certainly uh, seek out enrichment opportunities. Uh, schools offer online programs in, um, if, if it's an English-speaking family, there are resources to um, do additional practice in Spanish. And our community is so diverse. There's so many spaces in which um, Spanish is spoken, uh, whether it be your neighbors or events um, or shows seek out those opportunities and, and provide those enrichment experiences. You don't have to go far mm -hmm. right. <laughs> if you live in Oakland. Uh, but right. the number one thing is just do what you would want to do anyway, which is to talk to your children about school, about their learning, um, and read with them. Right on. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole Knight, Executive Director of the English Language Learner and Multilingual Achievement Office, for being here today and, and sharing so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Killian. It was a pleasure. Awesome. And you did a really good job with the no acronym mandates. I, think, I tried like, really hard. I think it's an A. I think it's an A. Like, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, uh, I feel bilingual now. <laughs> bilingual in the in the the realm of acronym speak right. and, and non-acronym speak. <laughs> That's right. I think I, I think I deserve a seal. It's coming. It's okay. coming. We're going to work on it. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. This moment of hella joy is brought to you by the Lockwood STEAM Academy students the moment they saw Steph and Aisha Curry unveil their new playground. show for this week. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Grow With Us is me, Killian Betlock, with support from Bobby Jordan, Mario Capitelli, and Kip Scott. Our theme music and production is from Brian Ostriker. To stay in touch with the great and exciting work happening at OUSD schools every day, follow on Instagram at townsproutsousd, at oakinthemiddle, at the link OUSD. We'll see you next week.